Hey, everybody. This is Patrick, the Chief Monkey and founder of Wall Street Oasis. Just wanted to first off say thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Second, wanted to make sure for any of you in the market for financial modeling training, remind you that Wall Street Oasis does have some incredible financial modeling training courses, including Excel modeling, financial statement through, you know, linking up the three statements, DCF, valuation, M&A, LBO, um, even more niche courses like 13-week cash flow, venture capital course, real estate modeling, you name it. Go ahead and check them out at wallstreetoasis.com slash courses. Thanks for the support. Hello and welcome. I'm Patrick Curtis, your host and chief monkey, and this is the Wall Street Oasis podcast. Join me as I talk to some of the community's most successful and inspirational members to gain valuable insight into different career paths and life in general. Let's get to it. In this episode, Boston MD shares his path of 11 years of schooling to get his medical degree to breaking into to- a top consulting firm. Learn why he pivoted away from medicine and some of the opportunities afforded to graduate students trying to break into strategy consulting. We also hear what has been the most difficult part of his transition to work and one wise piece of advice he gives to the younger listeners. Enjoy. All right, Boston MD, thanks so much for joining the Wall Street Oasis podcast. My pleasure. So first off, love the username. Um, if you could, <laughs> obviously, I'm a huge Boston fan. If you could give the listeners um, a, little, a little summary of your bio, that would be great. Yeah, definitely. So uh, born and raised in the state of Kentucky, um, ended up deciding to kind of leave the state just to have an opportunity to kind of find myself, explore uh, new territories and, and meet new people. Uh, so I ended up going to, to a school in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, most of my time uh, was spent uh, as a pre-med. So I, I was a biology and, and neuroscience major, mm-hmm. really with the ultimate goal of trying to get into med school. Um, so that's really all I focused on. Uh, did some scientific research uh, during the summer uh, at various institutions uh, across the country to make myself a little bit more appealing uh, to, the, to the med school process. Um, after I graduated, I decided actually to take a year off. Um, Went up to Baltimore, spent a full year uh, in the lab, um, getting published, really trying to kind of perfect my resume to the best of my ability, mm-hmm. um, and then decided to uh, kind of matriculate to med school. Nice. Um, Go ahead. Yeah, so uh, applied to med school, uh, got a, a number of different offers, applied as an MD as well as an MD, PhD. Uh, wasn't really sure what kind of track I was most interested in going uh, into long term. Um, really like my institution uh, at Duke, um, just really like the people there, felt home, um, uh, really felt I could grow the most there. And so I decided to enroll there. Um, within the first couple of months, really thought I was going to be a general surgeon. Uh, that's what I was kind of training to do. Uh, I had talked with a number of uh, residents and uh, uh, professors in that space and really felt like my personality fit, uh, my interest in, uh, in surgery uh, was genuine and thought that was going to be my track. Mm-hmm. So about halfway through my training program, uh, I decided to pursue a second degree. So I decided to pursue a master's of clinical research that kind of focused on uh, health economics and outcomes research. And so 
um, as a part of that, really got to expose to the business side of healthcare. And so uh, learn more about uh, payer and provider dynamics, uh, value-based care models, um, a little bit more about uh, the journey uh, of uh, pharmaceutical drugs and devices from preclinical stage to market products, and, and really started to enjoy that more than I thought I would. Um, and as I kind of explored that more, talked to some of my mentors, administrators within the university, decided that was going to be the path I would uh, choose uh, at least for a couple of years before starting residency. Um, and so I, I thought management consulting sounded like an interesting path. Um, and, and so I, I did kind of normal uh, routes in terms of applying to, uh, you know, McKinsey, Bain, BCG, some kind of smaller healthcare focused firms mm -hmm. um, and, and really thought that uh, LEK offered me what I was looking for. Uh, they kind of guaranteed that I could do life science and healthcare uh, 24 7, 365, <laughs> uh, which was, of course, most appealing to me as, as a, a medically trained physician. Um, and then uh, didn't have to do as much uh, traveling. Great. And as so, well. yeah. so let's go all the way back when you, so I mean, it sounds like you were very focused on medicine, 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 even right. up through medical school. And then suddenly you had this kind of, change of change of heart or change of pace what do you think drove that was it you weren't enjoying the the medical aspect as much or do you feel like something else was calling you yeah very good question no i i actually really enjoyed um uh, the medical and clinical aspect of, uh, of, of my training i got a lot of uh enjoyment out of it really liked the patient interaction thought i was doing some really interesting work uh, making a difference in, in patients lives um but I think it was just the opportunity to explore something that I wasn't familiar with. Hmm. Um, and I knew it, it was at a time where, um, you know, the Affordable Care Act was going through a number of revisions. Um, uh, the healthcare um, industry as a whole was trying to find a better way to provide care uh, more efficiently and more affordably. Um, and I thought that was something I wanted to better understand whether or not I was going to stay on that path or even come back to medicine. I thought that training and that exposure would make me a better clinician. Um, so you kind uh, of, better... it, was, it sounds like it was like a curiosity thing where you were just kind of, exactly. you didn't want to let that, you didn't want to just go do medicine for your whole life and just never having exactly done anything else. Okay. So you, you exactly experienced right. that, but you, you enjoyed it, right? I did. I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, a lot more than I thought I would actually. What about uh, that? Like, what about that? It, kind of piqued your interest what specifically was it the clinical research part of it was it the like what yeah it was more about learning about uh healthcare policy and healthcare economics um because that's not something that med school really trains you to, to understand it's about how to diagnose someone and how to treat them and that's really about it and so understanding some of the economic underpinnings of uh some of the decisions that uh, academic medical centers make uh, you know, private um, uh, teams and professionals make when they're trying to do their own private practice yep. or even larger healthcare systems make. Um, I think it was about really trying to kind of round out my understanding of medicine and healthcare. So being a now, I guess you're now a consultant, right? But you're really a I specialist. Am. You're kind of a specialist yep. in the consult, under consulting, right? Right. Uh, so in terms of what you do day to day, is it what we would typically think as like a management consultant where you have actual clients and you're helping them solve problems? Or are you 
are you put on engagements? Um, obviously they're, they're focused on life sciences and healthcare, I assume, but how, how do I even think about, let me step back, easier question. How do I even think about life science consulting? What, what do you do? Yeah. So, um, so basically what I do, I, I focus specifically on strategy and uh, due diligence cases. Um, and so within the life sciences, we're talking about biopharma uh, companies, large, small startups, what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, also looking at medical technology and devices mm-hmm. uh, companies. And then we also have another component that's healthcare services. So payer, provider, uh, value-based care models, et cetera. And so how much um, of your work is like doing research about like the actual market financially and business wise versus like bringing your medical knowledge and your, your clinical health? Your yeah, definitely. Health. So um, I'm basically used as a management consultant that you would be at any other firm. So I have uh, client engagements that I'm on. Mm-hmm. Um, and essentially what makes me different is that um, I have this clinical component that kind of allows me to serve almost as an expert to the team. Um, and so within the life sciences, we all know it's really technical, uh, a lot of terms and jargon um, that, you know, unless you're kind of raised in that space, it's kind of hard to understand and you can kind of get lost in the fray. And so to have someone who can kind of ramp up quicker, who can serve as um, kind of that expert on the team and kind of give more validity to the work product um, for the client, uh, I think that's kind of where the value add that I bring. Uh, and so are you, are so, you placed on like more engagements than like the typical like person one or two years into their, their role because you're like hitting on almost all of their life science stuff or are you brought in only on specific ones where like your expertise is the most important? Yeah. So I, I'm brought on any case, uh, I'm open to be brought on any case that revolves around healthcare and the life sciences. Okay. Um, and so um, it, it doesn't have to be within a specific niche aspect of that it can be any uh related uh case okay and so how's that been i mean you were in school for a long time (laughs) yeah yeah. and then you know Uh, from what 2007 to 2018 11 years you were in school yeah yeah, and then finally you're in the working world talk to me a little bit about that transition yeah definitely no time flies and you're having fun um (laughs) no it it was a difficult transition uh i'll be honest um it coming into consulting was like learning a new language. Um, I I had a very limited uh, business background, uh, you know, learning how to do Excel modeling, learning what uh, evaluation of a company is. PowerPoint. Yeah, PowerPoint, all the uh, the dynamics behind that, uh, which were all very new to me. Were you, Um, when you were prepping, when you were prepping for your interviews, like you said, you did the McKinsey Bay and BCG thing, how were you coming out of med school do they recruit out of there? I think they do have something for PhDs, but were you recruiting, do they have something for MDs? They do, yeah. So um, basically we were recruited similar to how PhD other graduate students are. Um, and so uh, my university had a consulting club uh, for graduate students, so advanced degree consulting uh, club. Um, and so basically uh, we would have, you know, uh, either former or alumni of the university who are now at these firms come back and just kept trying to recruit, tell, tell us about their experience. Did they help um, you prep, prep case interviews? They did. <laughs> yep. And they definitely did. They even uh, so give that to you guys, them. huh? They even yeah. torture you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, did that, you know, there was case competitions, um, uh, that the 
that the club kind of hosted. Um, so did all those kind of typical things. Uh, would work with people uh, on the. I assume end. it was super competitive, given how sharp all the MDs are and the PhDs, and like yep. they probably pick it yeah. up really fast, right? And then <laughs> surprisingly quickly, yeah, yeah, definitely. And so um, you know, we would find time to to Skype or meet on campus to do you know fit interview, question practice, as well as uh, practice uh, cases that we would get into business school and bug all the business students for and really just yeah are you planning is this move for you like again just more of like a taste to before you go into practice do you feel like you know you're going to end up going to residency in a few years or how does that are you is it like more of a matching process where like you don't know what's going to happen like how how does that work in terms of like you get you have to get recommendations out of med school for like different residencies yeah. or is it yeah th- yep that, that's right and so um the way i had uh, kind of lined things up for myself was that i would do all the necessary things to get into residency mm-hmm. so that you know if that time came and i decided to make that transition yeah i would have all the test scores recommendations etc uh ready to apply um and so i had that lined up and i told myself each year i would reevaluate and see, you know, do I really enjoy what I'm doing? Am I over it? I want to go back to medicine. Um, and I figured within the first two or three years, I'd have a clear understanding of kind of what I want to do and, and, and what I'm enjoying and whether or not I want to But go you're, back. you're not there yet. You don't really know yet. You're I, I still think, evaluating. Well, I think at this point, I kind of know that I'm, I'm going to stay uh, kind of in the business side of healthcare and kind of give okay. up, uh, you know, becoming a, uh, a, a practicing clinician. Oh, well, okay, cool. So um, in terms of the specifics, we can go back to the kind of recruiting aspect of things. So, you know, alumni were coming back, giving you that, that, helping you with case interviews. What was the hardest part of going from medical knowledge to case interview knowledge? Yeah, um, I had no idea what a case interview was. Mm -hmm. Um, And so trying to just read any book I possibly could on, you know, a case in point and all those kind of typical uh, interview preparation uh, books just to learn what a case interview was. Yeah, we have we have you... one on Wall Street Oasis management consultant. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so um, want to do just wanted to do all of that. So it was about just trying to read, talk with uh, alumni, get a sense of like what a case interview was, how do you prepare for it, what does it look like to do one well, uh, what kind of questions are usually asked what is the thought process how do you what, break what do you a, think what do you think was the biggest impact out of all that prep um being able to effectively communicate a complex problem break it down into its smaller pieces and evaluate each piece one by one to get but what what pra- like what practice led to that oh was yeah it just rep- uh, repetition it was force? yeah <laughs> yeah it, that's exactly right and so i yeah. i probably went through 30 to 40 uh, practice case interviews, uh, you know, with, you know, other PhDs and uh, uh, alumni and bet even MBA. Yeah, and, I, and I bet your 30th was yeah. much better than your first. No doubt about it. No <laughs> doubt about it. Cool, man. So, um, so yeah, in terms of just advice you'd give to, you know, your younger self, you know, you went through a lot of schooling or any other of the users that are, cons- that are maybe in medicine um, that are considering a, a career in consulting or business or finance. What would you say in terms of how to evaluate it? Yeah, I I would uh, first say to always, you know, be open and true to yourself in in terms of 
what do you like, what don't you like, um, and and just be open to exploring different avenues. Because I, I think kind of going through the you know the pre med track, getting into med school, it's you kind of have to have blinders on. That's all you can really think about. That's all you can really do. It's all about you know doing as well as you can in classes, get as much research experience, you know, score as high as you can on the MCAT, and you can't think about any other option. And so, you know, trying to take a step back, uh, always kind of uh, be willing to explore new things, whether you know it's educationally related or personally related or kind of what have you, and and, and be open to see where where that leads you. Yeah, it's an interesting point. I mean, I think there's probably a lot of listeners that have parents that are pushing them to be doctors <laughs> or lawyers or engineers. Cause we know, I know we have a lot of um, listeners that are from Asian descent, you know, Indian and, and Asian American and even people from Hong Kong. And the, the, the stereotype is the, their parents tend to push them into three, one of three careers. And, yeah. um, and I see it here. And I, I always say, you know, don't, rush into something and i think that the one year you took as a as a break was it not a break but uh, when you kind of went to the to the lab right my guess is that was probably like well let me just see what this is like and you kind of were started exploring outside of medicine probably because you're curious and i think that's important for people to to feel comfortable doing that and know that they have a lot of time yeah you don't need to rush through everything you know people go to medical school when they're older (laughs) Yeah, no doubt about it. I had people in my class, some of the most brilliant individuals I've ever interacted with. One came uh, from law school uh, and now is an MDJD. And so not only practices medicine, but does um, malpractice law um, and, and can kind of know the two. Yeah. Um, another individual was an actor out in LA, had done that for a little bit and decided, you know, uh, that radiology was more of a calling. And so I uh, came to med school and now the radiologist. And so again, it goes but back. Yeah, my to cousin, me. my cousin um, didn't go to med school till like four or five years or even more after she graduated undergrad. So some people take yeah. a while to kind of get there. Definitely. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. And I think it's, it's important to kind of, when you're ready to do it, it's a huge commitment, obviously. I mean, you went st- almost straight out of college. You had that one year, right? right. That's right. But it was... It was pretty, uh, pretty intense. It was a grind. Yeah, it's definitely a grind, no doubt <laughs> about it. It looked intense. Just looking at your LinkedIn, I'm, <laughs> I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, kudos to you for, for pulling it off and, and, and you know, having, um, having the courage to kind of do something else after all that. Um, so, yeah, anything, anything else you want to share before we call it or anything uh, you, you think that, that's useful? I think what you said was, was great, but figured I'd ask one last time. Oh, I mean, I, I think uh, for individuals like myself who uh, were the first to, you know, go to graduate school of any kind, the first to become a doctor, mm-hmm. um, you know, a lot of people uh, kind of feel that pressure to, you know, do something great for, for their family and for their legacy, um, but also know that, you know, do it for yourself as well and not always trying to put too much pressure on you if your parents expect you to go one way or another, but you yeah, you got to do it. For, yeah, you got to do it for yourself. I mean, you're the yeah. one going to be waking up every day, going to that career, exactly. that job. Yeah, living that life exactly. Your it's your life. Make your decision. <laughs> figure out what you like, not what your parents want you to do. Because guess what? They're gonna they're gonna love you. Event. They may they may disown you for six months <laughs> a year, but 
But uh, if, if you're waking up happy and you're positive and you're successful because you're doing what you love, I think there's a lot to be said for that. Yeah. No, I completely agree. Great. Well, Boston MD, thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. And thanks to you, my listeners at Wall Street Oasis. If you have any suggestions whatsoever, please don't hesitate to send them my way, patrick at wallstreetoasis.com. Until next time.